0: Hi friends, my name is Eric Barnett and I'm a singer-songwriter from Charleston, South Carolina and you're listening to Songs of the Unsung Songs of the Unsung is a podcast where I talk to fellow singer-songwriters about the craft This week's guest is Adam Tomkowski, a.k.a. Adam Tomcat Adam is a fantastic country singer-songwriter a former Ohioan and a firefighter here in Charleston He's got a couple singles out and an EP on the way. Enjoy my conversation with Adam Tomcat. What's up, Adam? What is going on, Eric? Good to see you. Not too much, man. Good to see you, too. haven't seen you in a bit. I know. You've been hiding. I don't know where you've been at. Oh, man. Uh, We met during kind of the open mic circuit, so we got to see each other a lot there. I haven't been hitting up a lot of the open mics lately. Uh, Even before COVID, I was kind of you know, work stuff being what it is and
1: life happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. But it is good to see you. It's good to see you're working on a record. Uh, I saw you had some, uh, some songs up and, uh, I thought what better time to have you in here and talk about songwriting and talk about country music. I haven't had a lot of folks on here yet that are really, you know, country music looking to expand, man. That's it. Looking to expand. A couple resources I looked up when uh, I was doing some research on you mm-hmm. is uh, you were the Mufix Songwriter of the Month, January 2021.
1: Yes, sir. First of the year.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. That, and that's a good one. Uh, a good group of folks out there. Oh, Kevin yeah. Church interviewed you. And also the uh, Fox 24 Spotlight Music Series, August 2021. Mm-hmm. That was kind of coinciding with the single you put out at the time. Yep. yeah. So, yeah, that's good. I'll, I'll put uh, links to those in the show notes so folks can go check those out. Um, let's get into a little what makes you you and what brought you here today. Let's uh, do it. Let's crack
1: the egg. All right, man. Originally from Parma, Ohio. That's it. You did your research. Oh, I've man. listened to the other uh, podcast, too, and I was like, I'm excited to see what you'll find. <laughs> Not a whole
0: lot, man. Not, no? Nothing Nothing. Uh, nothing too bad. Mm. Um. But yeah, did some research. Parma, Ohio. I'm yeah. from um, a town called in Ohio, mm-hmm. maybe an hour and a half from there. But uh, what what brought you here to
1: Charleston? Um, work, actually. The uh, I work for the fire department, and the uh, department that I work for held a test where I went through fire school Yeah, right out of high school. And uh, I took it just for fun, like practice, and uh, I ended up passing it and a few months later being offered a job.
0: Oh, nice! And I,
1: I was twenty one years old. I was like, you know what? I'll I'm gonna do it. You know, regardless, like my parents were like, ah, it's probably not a good idea. You know, you don't know anyone there. You yeah, know, anything like that. But I was like, I I feel like I need to do this. Are they down with it now? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. excellent. As How soon you- as they saw me packing bags, they were like, okay, he's he's serious. <laughs> he means it. Yep. So um, I, I've been here six years since, and I wouldn't change anything. Excellent, man. About that decision, yeah. Got your first guitar at twelve. You said. Yes, sir. A Fender Squire. 12th birthday. I got a big box TV, probably about a 12-inch TV and a, uh-huh. a Fender Squire. <laughs> and that's because your dad's a musician. He is. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about well. your dad. So uh, growing up, he was in a band. Uh, they were Tom Wilson and Texas Storm. That was their uh, band name. And uh, I grew up, my dad playing, like band members coming over. Uh, taking me to gigs and everything like that. He'd bring me up on stage, and that that's what started the bug, I think. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. And it was country music. Yes, sir. Just mm-hmm. solely country
0: music. Country music, yep. Now, country music is such a broad term. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, was it mainly kind of 90s country, or are we talking classic yeah. uh, country, big, outlaw country? Big 90s. Big mm-hmm. 90s. Mm-hmm. So yep. we're talking George Strait, George and Alan and yep. Garth and, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Right on. So that's sort of where you caught the bug for
1: country as well, wasn't it? Yes, uh, I caught it then and kind of went away for a little bit, and then kind of refound it later on in life and kind of taking okay. it from there. Mainly, mainly nineties once again. Yes, yeah. Um, I delve into like you would think that I would have roots of like some older stuff, you know, like some yeah. Merle or Hank yeah. Jr. Hank Senior. Everything like that. But I'm like more so discovering them now. Okay, you know, so it's kind of cool to. Here are the roots of what I listen to, you know?
0: Absolutely, man. Um, I uh my wife and I went to uh, New Mexico and back back in March and I had gone the year before out and back and both times I stopped in like Lukenbach, Texas, mm-hmm. in New Braunfels where there's a place called Groon Hall, where a lot of like that crew played oh, music. Yeah. Uh my family kind of maybe three generations ago came from Texas. So I always wanted to kind of see where sort of my roots were. And I had one grandmother on my father's side who always played me classic country. Yeah. Uh, a lot of outlaw country. See, there's like outlaw country and that's, that's when, you know, William Whalen and the boys, but before that was really kind of more, I don't know where it was closer to pop, you know, yeah, like, uh, but it, it it was interesting to go see all those things, man. Like sometime if you're ever traveling, do your best to look those places up. It's Down so cool. Mm. yeah, man.
1: I've heard good things too about Texas. I haven't been there yet. Um, I recently went to Nashville for mm. the first time. Yeah, and that was cool. you yeah. know I mean, it wasn't really what I thought it would be, but it was at the same time.
0: I mean it's it's been a long time since Nashville it was really like predominantly country music. Yeah. Nashville is very, uh, it's grown to encompass all the styles of music, but yeah. also it's grown to the point where it's almost outgrown itself. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I yeah. felt almost yeah.
1: like a, it was almost like a tourist trappy. Yeah. Kinda, you know, yeah.
0: everybody and their brother now wants to be a country music singer and go mm-hmm. to Nashville and do the whole thing. And they'll, they're ready to take your money. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh Yeah. But did you at least see some sort of historical stuff and
1: Yeah, we went to the uh the Grand Ole Opry Ooh, and did nice. the tour yeah. there. That was that was super cool. That was a big highlight. Um just kinda going to like different uh big name bars like Tootsie's and Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Man. It was cool seeing that. You know, there's literally music everywhere, you know, eleven yeah. in the morning. Like it makes <laughs> you want to drink a beer. It's like, right. you no, know, it's it's eleven o'clock. I don't know. But yeah, it's everywhere. And that that's one of the like very cool parts about it. Did you sort of get the feeling, though? They're like,
0: okay, there is music everywhere, but
1: I can't break into this. There's yeah. so much. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it's it's very saturated to where I like to call Charleston almost like Nashville light because it feels like what Nashville would have been maybe 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Where there's there's so much opportunity here to play music and kind of just be out and kind of make a name for yourself as opposed to just like I said, I oversaturated just everyone is there and they want to do the same thing. And they're all very talented. Yeah. You know, Yeah, it's people go to Charleston.
0: Well, our, our type from Ohio seemed to go to Charleston quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Our type. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're, we we ought to stick together, man. Ohioans mm-hmm. here in Charleston. Cause they don't like us too well. They don't, they but don't. they got websites and everything. Yeah. But I will say, man, like, uh, I do feel like there is a lot of opportunity for musicians here to Absolutely. come out and play. And there's a, no matter what kind of stuff you do, there's a place you can go. There's a crowd that's willing to accept you. And it's not so exclusionary as like Nashville. One time I went to New Orleans, kind of looking around, where can I play and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And it's sort of the thing where if you're not one of them and you're not in it, they kind of don't want you.
1: you yeah. Know? Very exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Does your dad still play? Yeah, he does here and there, just uh like around the house. Um when they come to visit and everything, I'll if I have a gig or if there's an open mic, we'll go and I'll I'll kind of awesome. push him to go up on stage, you know.
0: That's awesome. You said in a in a different interview that your dad did write some of his own songs?
1: Yeah, uh well, him and his band, okay. Yeah. Uh recently with me playing a lot, it kind of gets him to dig into his old stuff you know and oh very cool man he was finding pictures he found a song he didn't even remember writing you know and he was like i don't even know what this is <laughs> you.
0: awesome i mean that's so cool that you can have that thing to share with your father almost like it's you know some people have jewelry stores as the family business but yep. when it's being a country music yeah. singer that's a that's a special thing
1: man yeah it all kind of falls into place and it's weird because uh so his name's also Adam. Mm-hmm. His first name, My first name's Adam. And uh, with his band, he went by Tom Wilson because of our yeah. last name. Yep. Like I think that's how he got it. Sure. So I go by Tomcat a lot. And uh, there's weird, weird similarities that kind of all just sure. fall into place.
0: I mean, when you think of Tom Kowski, your first thought isn't like country music singer.
1: No, I'll tell you there. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that. Well, that's uh. That's Parma, Ohio, man. That's true. We got a <laughs> Polish
1: village. Yeah, for sure. Pierogies everywhere.
0: Uh I actually was able to find a couple of songs of your dad singing on YouTube. You did? Uh, I think I think one of his old bandmates put a couple. Uh, on. Yep. Jim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him singing uh Cool Spring Water. Yeah. And then there was a uh was it a Alan Straight J- George Strait George yeah. George Strait tune. Yeah, man. I can definitely hear a little bit of a little bit of him in your voice. Yep. Yeah, so that's very cool, man. When did you start writing your own songs? So
1: I started writing, I guess, not seriously, but tried writing maybe in like 2014, 2013, around there, Mm -hmm. like just out of high school, just kind of playing around. I mean, going back, like I've recorded videos of myself, and they're private now, like no one else can see them. (laughs) But like just hearing them, it's like, what was I thinking, you know, like that's like super corny or that doesn't sound like that's not even really a song, but I'd say that's probably when I started really dabbling around and uh, I took a break for a bit and started seriously writing around 2018 uh-huh. around there. Now i you
0: said for a little bit, you sort of drifted away from country and then kind of mm-hmm. came back when you started writing those songs. Were they, were they country songs? Or were they in another genre?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I'd say they they were probably just more so, like, folky, like, singer-songwriter kind okay. of songs. You know, like, depending... I've noticed a lot, depending on what I'm listening to in the time, that's what my music will sound like. Okay. You know? Like, yeah. whether it be a specific artist or a specific genre. Um, But, like, I, I know around that time, I listened to, like, 21 Pilots a lot. Okay. You know, they yep. were big, and I was mm-hmm. like, I like that sound. You know, like, put an organ in there and, like, a piano kind of things, but... Now I was just listening to country now I just write country you know oh, right on, but you can man. hear the different artist influences you know
0: Sure man Sure I can definitely uh listening to your single Got Me Drunk on You I definitely hear like it's more of a 90s oh, yeah. country song than it would be a I don't even know what country is today. I don't I know <laughs> I don't know because I I understand that all music is sort of pop music in its mm-hmm. own way, that the stuff you hear is the stuff that's going to yep. sell the most records. So, made to be that way. Yeah, yeah. so I, I understand that that's why it drifted towards hip-hop or what have you, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't connect with the yeah. country hip-hop at all. No, yeah. <laughs> I remember
1: hearing about it, too, years ago at a friend's party, and he was like, he worked at a studio, and he said, I just made up this new genre, it's called oh, Hick hop. <laughs> and he played it for me and I was like, Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's not really my cup of tea either. I mean, to each their own, but for sure, man. Like,
0: I mean, even even myself, when it comes to my own preferences as far as country music, I'm I'm like everything up to Garth is sort mm-hmm. that's sort of like where my line lies. Not that everything, including or since, has been bad. Right. Some has. Yeah, and some true. before has too. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just how music works. But I don't know. I like having my grandma always playing me like highway and all that stuff. That's, mm-hmm. that's sort of what I gravitate to. And also it's sort of kind of what my music occasionally flirts with more yeah. of a, I'm really, I love towns van Zant where mm-hmm. it's you kind of think of him playing solo a lot of the time too. You're not hearing all the band and stuff with it, but I will say I did enjoy finally hearing you with like other instruments going yeah, on as full, well. Full band, yeah. Yeah, man. That first single got me drunk on you. Tell me a little about that. Um,
1: so my songwriting process is kind of weird. Like, it just depends on how I'm feeling. And mm-hmm. I remember that song specifically when I wrote it. I was just playing playing around on the guitar with some chords, you know, your uh quote unquote Nashville number system, like sure. your G D. E minor C, and uh I had just been fiddling around, and I mumbled some stuff, and I'm like, you got me drunk on you, one, two, stepping in two. Yeah. I, I think that there was actually a song around the time, it may have been, uh I don't remember, it might have been a Luke Bryan song, and I hated it. It was on the <laughs> radio all the time, and it was like, one margarita, two margarita, but he counted, and it would get stuck in your head. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, you know what, that's, that's something. And I think subconsciously that probably played a role into it. But uh, trying to add in that, you know, like there's not really too many like dance country songs anymore. Right. Like, when it comes to like honky and like two-stepping music. And that that kind of just influenced me to kind of make like a fun song and some that can make people move, you know. Right on. So. And then you uh, you took that and went into, was
0: it Costello Studios for that one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, – Chris is who you worked with? I don't yes. know Chris, but I know him from his work. I've heard yes. some other musicians come through. Yeah, Chris is an awesome dude. Yeah, man. Did did like was the
1: arrangement in your head or in his? So, it was more so I went in like this being my first time actually recording in a studio. Uh-huh. And uh having uh like session players come in. And on that song it was a uh, a man named Evan and he had come in, he was like a drummer like one of those super talented people where they can pick up anything and just play it. Okay. Yeah. And uh he had come in, heard the song. He was like, you know, I, I vibe with this. He was like, what do you think about if we do this? You know? And I was yeah. super open to it. So we played around with different things, like and he was like, you know what we're missing? Maybe some piano. Yeah. And I was like, let's try it. Okay. You know? And it sounded awesome. And there's never never a point where I was like, nah, that <laughs> sounds dumb. Like it all it, it built up to like a really full song. And uh it just turned out really well. I think I got really lucky with that. Yeah, it sounds like a
0: band, man. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a couple people doing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, sounds really good. Thank um, you. I saw you play a little bit of piano yourself, don't you? Ah,
1: I know a few chords. Okay, that's it.
0: I've seen some videos of you playing <laughs> yeah. piano. How was that experience of recording?
1: Um, it's it's very cool, but also very like nerve wracking at the same ah. time. You know, like because obviously you're it. It comes out of your pocket. You know, like we're yeah. not. We're not sponsored by people like local musicians like us, you know. Like you're paying for it with your own money, and you wanna you wanna get what you envision in your head as your yeah. outcome, you know. But uh, as long as you have faith, like in your producer and the people you're working with, you you can't really go wrong, you know. That's awesome, man. And that's
0: who you're working with on this yes. record right now. Yes,
1: sir. Mm-hmm. Good deal, man. Yeah i
0: I've recorded a couple times where I wasn't. I was just the musician. I had nothing to do with the recording process, mm-hmm. but also I went in college. I went to school to learn recording music because I don't know. I got this, like I'm a control freak. I got to I can't let anybody have control no, over yeah. it. So, but it, it trained, it trained me like, you know, when I, when I was recording and it was like paying for studio time, Mm-hmm. man, you do feel under the gun a little bit. Oh, yeah. You're you, like,
1: you're like I don't want to mess up. I'm paying, yeah. like,
0: by the hour, you know? And, I mean, you're singing in front of people, and there's no place to hide. Mm-hmm. And uh, not, you know, recording my own music has made it, so you're a lot less under the gun, you know? Yeah. But, however, it it made it so I can really procrastinate. Oh, <laughs> I, I like, believe that, yeah. Yeah, if I'm not paying by the hour, I can actually just, you know, go play games on my phone today and mm. come back and try this again tomorrow. And it makes it so you don't accomplish a lot of things. Yeah.
1: Double edged sword.
0: Yeah. Uh, you have another single up on Spotify and mm. Apple music and that that's from your Music section. It section, is. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
1: That was kind of like my, uh, my test using a, uh, like a distributing thing for uh, streaming yeah. services. And uh, Chris tidestrom did all yeah. the, the stuff with it, with uh, Dave Benorexi and, I had asked him if he could send me the the audio file just so I could test. Uh And it turned out well, you know, a lot of people ask me about that song, you know, people are like, this reminds me of red hot chili peppers or like (laughs) something weird. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know, but it's, it's just up there and I don't want to necessarily take it away. Um, yeah, just, yeah, man,
0: you're in control of everything you can do. And the beauty of it is you can leave it for as long as you need it. You can take mm -hmm. it away whenever you need it. It's a great performance. It's you and, uh, Kevin Church on bass and Karen mm. Egan playing, playing some, it was a viola, right? I Not believe a, so, yeah. yeah. They, those two played when I was, when I did the mufic mm. thing. But yeah, wonderful group of folks. Chris, oh, yeah. Chris Tidestrom does great work. But yeah, man, it sounds good. Those Thank those you. two songs, the only thing is, you, where's three, where's, it, it has oh, me wanting more, It's man.
1: coming. It's coming. that's why I've bit the bullet and been stashing some money away and uh, contacted Chris uh Vieira and we're just we're we're working right now. Mm. Excellent, man. And now uh how many songs? Um so six.
0: Six songs. Yes sir. E- Long EP. Yep. Excellent. Um any any songs that I might know? I've kind of been looking through your YouTube channel and and mm. seeing
1: you I would say probably yeah. Even you may have probably heard some even just from like open mic nights. Yeah like early day open mic nights, like Parson Jacks. Yeah, you know? yep. Like when I first started writing it, I was like, I'm going to test this out and and play it out. But a lot of the songs that I have decided to put on here, um, I may have written them a while ago, but I've reworked them. Oh, like, yeah. Broke yeah. down the lyrics, added more stuff, fill them out better, and make them more of a full song.
0: I can tell you from experience, I've recorded songs that I've had for years, and I've recorded songs that I wrote the day I recorded them. I always regret recording something too fast. Yeah, that not tempo wise, but like too quickly after writing it, because you know, mm-hmm. you got to play something out a hundred times, and it it kind of turns into different versions of itself. And but yeah, man, once you've road tested something and worked all the kinks out of it, that's a great time to get in there. Very true. Who's uh? Is it sort of the same lineup
1: of musicians you're working with? Um. So, no. It's different this time. Okay. Um, so Chris has a friend. Uh, his name's Ben. Uh, he's talked him up like exponentially. <laughs> he's, okay. He's like, he's very educated. Like he literally went to school like for music. Nice. He's very like cut and dry. Like if this is what you want, this is what you get. Yeah. Kind of yeah. deal. But he's also creative and everything. So I'm excited to hear his, uh his take on stuff. Nice, man. Have you heard anything back yet? Not yet. Uh, drums and bass were just put on uh, a couple days ago okay so uh i'm looking for more time to come back in and kind of add more you know like some lead guitar stuff sure Which, yeah
0: how's the how are they doing the process do you kind of you recording to a click
1: yes for some and that's something that i I've, I've never <laughs> been used to and so i i had to practice i had to practice for forever and i yeah. did surprisingly well uh after taking the time to actually find the the uh, BPM for each song, you yeah, know, and yeah, breaking it down and trying to do it, but there are two more because I've cut four right now, uh-huh. and I've got two more that uh, I got to do in there. I saved them because I don't know how <laughs> how I'm going to do it to a metronome or a click track or anything like that. Like they're they're too off the wall. So
0: yeah, I've tried, man. I I actually play drums and everything on when I do recording as well, and it's actually easier for me to play on the click on guitar than it is on drums just because I'm a garbage drummer but you kind of you kind of have to find the fine line between perfectly following that click Mm -hmm. and then like having a little bit of a vibe
1: to it as well yeah like you don't want to ruin something that
0: yeah just by locking it into too tight of a box Mm -hmm. it's it's difficult people that don't record don't understand uh the the average person I don't believe has Any understanding of how much work goes into the music they're hearing every day? No, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) No clue. Yeah, it's uh, subtlety is so difficult to to finally master, making Mm. everything just so on a recording. It's it's made me pull all my hair
1: out. Yeah, and I've heard uh, recently before I I was watching like some YouTube videos and stuff, Uh and people really delve into like how they want so many different effects like on their their tracks and everything like yeah. that to make them sound good. But the art of it is to have them all on there, but to where you don't notice them. Sure. Like, have them be so subtle. Sure. You know, so that everything sounds natural and just works well with each other. Um, I can't help though, but
0: thinking back to the days where they weren't able to do all that stuff, they weren't able to get in right. there and pitch correct and chop things around. I mean, if you look back, I you know my my favorite group is the Beatles, but if you yeah. look even like old country even up to the 90s they you know they had session musicians that were just top notch. If oh, I yeah. had to point at any genre and say that that's where you kind of knew session musicians from, it's country music. Oh yeah, sort of that Nashville factory they had
1: mm-hmm.
0: where if you showed up in that town not being able to shred on a Telecaster, if you were just mediocre Mm -hmm. forget it. Yep. You're out. (laughs) You're out. So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's great that, you know, I can use a studio right now to make myself sound like I, I even can manage behind a drum set, but I can't imagine back into the day where it was just a room full of people and Mm -hmm. what they did is what came out. Yep. Just going at it. Yeah, man. Well, I'm excited to hear the record, any sort of timetable, any idea when you're, when it's going to come out?
1: So, I would like for it to be out by the end of June Mm -hmm. or within like the first week or two of July. Um, I'm not trying to force stuff and like push it too fast, you know, but it's something I've really wanted to put out for a while. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. And I've got some folks excited about it. And like you had said before, too, like I have a little bit of music out there. Yeah. But I'm very excited to have more music out there so I can share with folks and like people can be like, oh, you know, this Excellent. is what he's putting out. This is what he's about. This is what he sounds like, you know. Going to tour it? I don't know. Um, I'd like to. That would be cool. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. Now, do you play gigs when you go back home? I have not. No, huh? No, never. I would like to. There's, yep. uh, there's a couple places uh, back home that are opening. There's one specifically that uh, it's like a country bar. And I'm trying oh, to, get, very trying to cool. get in there, you know, but yeah, it seems pretty, pretty tight knit there. So we'll see. <laughs> I'll just keep bothering them. Maybe they'll, they'll say something. Yeah. Do you get play open mics when you go back? There aren't too many. Really? No. Um, I played maybe one open mic when I still lived there. Uh huh. And other than, it was like at a coffee shop, like in Lakewood, Ohio. Yeah. On a Tuesday. And, uh, I did that maybe once or twice and it wasn't until I moved to Charleston, uh, Pre-COVID, yep. like there was every day of the week was an open mic night.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and you really there's a community, uh-huh. and that's where we met each. Other. I know that's where right. that's where I've met so many people. I mean, we know a lot of the same people through open mics. Mm-hmm. The the Hills family, you know, yep. you can always count on Ricky to get up there and blast out some country songs everybody oh, yeah. likes. But uh, even Kevin Church, not even from Mufik, from being over at Tommy Condon, yep. and, and yeah, there's a it's a tight-knit family the open mics. It's true. I I never experienced that in Ohio. Yeah, it's weird. It's very yeah. weird. Although, and I I've talked to some other folks who've come from Ohio to here, there are places in Ohio where they're a little bit more receptive to original music, I found. Really? Yeah, not that they're not receptive here. There's All and Dog Green that's really good and Right. At pre COVID, you'd gone to Holy City Confessionals yep. b- with Danielle Howell. And mm-hmm. so there are spots here, but aside from all and all green, I cannot think of too many spots you could book a gig.
1: Just Com- doing original yeah.
0: music? Yeah. yeah. Saying, I'm going to do 95% original songs mm-hmm. where there were places around at least. I never ventured too much into the Cleveland area, but in the Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton area, mm-hmm. there are a lot of places where you could sort of book sort of a bill of like three songwriters where you know you'd each get an hour, but people would go and expect to hear original
1: music. Right. Almost like a bluebird cafe yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I hope you know Charleston can find some places that'll do that. Um, have you been to the soapbox? I've not yet. That's on my list of to dos. You should do that, man. That's yeah. uh, my last guest on this show, was, uh, George Fox. George Fox. That's all that yeah. runs it. I'm actually going to go out tonight. But uh, yeah, that's, that's actually, it's still three, four songs. It's still sort of open mic length, mm-hmm. but it's sort of filling the space that's left behind with Holy City Confessionals not being here. Yeah. Where, you know, when you go, you're expected. To do your own songs. Yeah. And uh, the wonderful part about that is there's a actually a songwriters community there. Yeah. Where, you know, typically the open mic community, it is it is musicians. Yeah. But not, a, not all of them are songwriters. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah. So that's a cool one. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what Charleston does as far as yeah. that's concerned. For a time when I started doing this podcast... I started doing a songwriter showcase that was, you know, kind of three acts, 45 minutes mm. a piece. I'm trying to find a venue to do that in, but I'd like to fire that back up
2: again.
1: Yeah. We need that. Yeah. You know, and I, I think so. I know, uh, Chris Tidstrom. He did one at, uh, Southern roots in park circle. Yeah. Yeah. He did one for maybe two months or so before uh-huh. they kind of like cut it out, <laughs> but that was cool. And, I've said it then and I'll say it every time. Like those kind of uh, songwriter nights, they inspire people to write. At least they do for me. For sure. Like I don't want to keep going back playing the same three, four songs every time. Like I need (laughs) something new. It's got to be cool, you know? I've always wondered about
0: open mic nights. Like a lot of the, this isn't the same on all of them, but we're poor musicians. We are poor. Mm -hmm. And I wonder sometimes when we go into a, a bar to play our songs and, we're not really spending that much money there, especially if we're right. going to open mics every night of the week. You know, it's, it's kind of special when an open mic can last right. at a place. And mm-hmm. that's what makes sort of the, the Tommy Condon's and the, you know, what used to be Parson Jackson is yeah. now uh stone's, stone's throw. throw and yeah. can, makes all those stick around. Cause I mean, we've both been to a lot of open mics that yeah. didn't hang around nope. also. Yeah. So we've been talking about your album. We've been talking about your songs. Why don't you play a song for us?
1: Sure. Um, so my name of the EP is uh, it's called "It Ain't Even Midnight," and uh, a song on there. It's why it's named that. But uh, All right. yeah, I'd love to play that one for you. All right, man. Let's hear it. All right.
2: pick you up when you're ready to go. Yeah, I pull in, keep my lights down low. It's getting late and your mama don't know that I'm coming around. You can slide on up on that front seat. Time stops when you're riding with me. Got your feet on my dash, my hand on your lap. The radio up, playing old Johnny Cash. You got the windows down. Dancing around like that It ain't even midnight It ain't even midnight You're the cutest thing that I've ever seen A South Carolina-looking daydream An open road with nowhere to be way you telling where the night might lead you got your feet on my dash my hand on your lap the radio up playing on johnny cash you got the windows down you're dancing around like that it ain't even me tonight it ain't even midnight. tonight I don't want this night to ever end Wanna get you away for the weekend Steal a kiss in the moonlight glow The night is young And all I know All I know Is you've got your feet on my dash My hand on your lap. Radio up, playing old Johnny Cash, you got the windows down, you're dancing around like that. You've got your feet on my dash, my hand on your lap. Radio up, playing old Johnny Cash, you got the windows down, you're dancing around like that. It ain't even It ain't even midnight. It ain't.
0: very nice man thank you thank I like you. that one so you said the that's the title of the
1: EP yes sir any story behind the writing of that tune um that's one of those songs that I wrote when I first started writing back in 2018 mm-hmm. I'd wrote it and uh revisited it when I found out I was gonna be recording I was like this song needs to be on it I've heard nothing but good things and uh a lot of people have told me they're like this sounds like something that should be on the radio you know and I was like yeah you know, it's catchy, it's got good vibes to it, you yeah.
0: know. I would, I never know whether that's a compliment or a put, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know something? Every song you've heard that you love was on the radio. True. <laughs> that's true. That is true. You know, I can look at it from one way like, "Oh, are you trying to say I'm trying to be, you know, this that or the yep. other?" Uh, yeah, man take the compliment. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's somebody's way of telling you that that song spoke to them. Right. And they want to hear it again. Mm -hmm. Very cool, man. When it comes to your songwriting. Yes. Now, do you kind of, do you specifically say, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write a song or do you kind of just
1: wait for something to swing by? It's a little bit of both. Uh huh. You know, I'd, I've had times where I'm like, I need to sit down. Like I've bought books on like yeah. lyricism and like from Barnes and Noble, like try to read them, do sure. different exercises and try to see what comes out of it. And, uh, sometimes that works, but like you said before, when it comes to like kind of putting things in a grid, yeah. or like yeah. super tight, you know, like you don't necessarily get that creativeness out of it that you can, but it's
0: still building
1: muscles. Yeah, it's it's exactly. still lifting
0: weights. Yep. Um, I wish I was a little more dedicated about being okay with writing a bad song. Yeah. That's You don't have to play it for anyone. It's hard. Uh, but I, I will, the goalie will stop it before it even gets started with me. And I'm like, well, what am I doing with my time? Yeah. You know, if I'm not at least trying, I'd love to eventually find the dedication within myself to say, I'm going to sit down a half an hour a day or an hour a day. And yeah, because i think that will make more good songs happen. Right. It's hard though, man.
1: <laughs> yep, it is hard especially like you said, like you, you the goalie cuts it off, you know? Cuz you're like, you know, this sucks and i've yeah. done that countless times to where i've learned to be more forgiving of myself in my writing like that. Yeah. And i'll i'll keep things in my notes on my phone or like i prefer to write down in a notebook. Yeah. And i found notebooks from like a year ago and i'll be like that's the line I need in this song that I've I've been holding off on. I couldn't finish, but now I can finish it. You know? I think
0: sometimes you need time. Like yeah. you'll write a line and you might even have a specific melody in your head and it doesn't work anywhere else because of that. You've yeah. locked it into the box. Yeah. But when you forget that it existed and you see it later and somehow it uh, now applies to this new thing, that's really valuable, man. Oh, yeah so uh are you a are you a lyrics first
1: sort of guy it depends uh maybe like lines uh-huh. um most of the time no most of the time it's just a feeling thing playing playing on the guitar yeah you know mumbling something or having like a, a melody in uh-huh. my head and trying to figure it out but I've again those stupid Barnes and noble books <laughs> I've become tried to become more perceptive of things I hear around me, whether okay. it be like people's conversations or um something someone else says on stage. And I've written two songs because of that. You know, I heard someone say at a bar one time they said something about a Western woman. Uh-huh. I was like, that sounds like it'd be a cool song. Man, or, I think
0: I think as a musician, it is just your job to like just keep one ear open. Mm-hmm. And when something, especially if somebody means to say something and accidentally says something else, they like yeah. say some sort of new, and you're like, "Well, that just sounds like that could be a song."
1: Yep. Always keep your ears open. Always. Do have the books the
0: the like you said the Barnes and Noble books? Have they generated anything for you? No. No.
1: No. <laughs> no. Um... One of them was like, it was like songwriting for dummies. And I was like, <laughs> I got like two pages in. And I was like, okay, I'm not this dumb, you know? Well, I paid 20 bucks for the book. So that says something. There's but, one that,
0: and this is, I'm like such a low confidence songwriter. I'll just lose confidence in my ability and not even try for a while or just say like, uh, you know, I can go. I'll put off, I'll sit down tomorrow and write a song. And then tomorrow comes, you're like, well, I can do it the day after that. Yeah. Mm. One book I found that I I actually stopped and said, well, I'm going to start this over when I have more time. One really good book I found is, um, it's called how to write one song by Jeff Tweedy, mm-hmm. you know, Jeff Tweedy, no. at all? uh, lead singer Wilco, but yeah, it's his, he might teach you how to write a song sort of like Jeff Tweedy, which if you want to write songs where all the lyrics have a meaning to them, don't start there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he has some just some of the most ridiculous lyrics but also something I can go how do you write something that ridiculous yeah you know I do you have like when you write is it sort of autobiographical or do you think do you sort of invent a scenario invent a character
1: yeah it depends it's all different um, I've had times where I've written things about myself and other times where I've written about things that like I wished I had, okay. I, you know, like a, a life I wished I had, or, sure. you know, or a person that was there, you know, yeah. but it's all just, uh, perspective, you know, depends on the point in time in your life. And when
0: things start to come together, do you kind of record things on your phone and listen to them? Sometimes. Or? Yeah. Cause yeah.
1: there, I have written songs where I've like, it's been midnight and I'm like, <laughs> I got this song, you know, like, this is going to be awesome and I'll go to sleep And then the next day Uh I'm trying to remember how I did it, you know, and it's not the same and I've lost it. So I try to be better about it and record it so I can re-listen to it and be like, oh, I did that then, you know.
0: It's good to have that in your pocket, man. Uh (laughs) When you start, when you kind of start a song and it sort of has, starts to get its own legs, do you ever think like, Oh, this sounds like an Alan
1: Jackson song.
0: Or do you do you kind of put that in somebody's voice or is it all in your own voice? It's
1: usually in my own. Uh when I first started like singing and playing, I noticed that when I would sing a certain artist, I was trying to sound like that artist. Yeah. So I and I've grown to kind of create my own voice in it. Uh whether it be a cover or originals to where I think I've found my own sound vocally. Yeah. But there are times like you said the my first single I put out, Got Me Drunk on You, like it it does sound like a nineties nineties kind of jam, you know. Oh,
0: I mean that's I didn't say that in any way as a sort of put
2: down like No, that. not at There's all.
1: A, no, no, no. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a jam, man. Yeah, like in <laughs> hindsight. In hindsight, you, you go back and you listen to it, it's like, you know what, this does sound like so and so, or this sounds similar to like this era or you know.
0: I mean, to me it's refreshing because it's country music on the radio these days. Mm. I think people are trying to sound more and more alike. Yeah which wasn't going on, you know, in the nineties, everybody was like, how do I sound different?
1: Yep. Stand out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And also talking about, you know, when you're playing other folks songs, figuring out what your own interpretation of that song is, you know, That's that's I'm, I'm, I'm into that. Like even, my favorite musician, not a lot of people know who he is, is a fellow by the name of Tom Waits. Yeah. And the guy has the lowest, raspiest voices you've, you've ever heard in your life. And the worst thing I could ever do is try to imitate that. Right. Because I, I just think it would sound just so false and bad. Yeah. So if I want to play his songs, I have to figure out a way that I can play his songs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. And that, that unlocks even a different kind of creativity in what you do with your own music. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, I guess this is who I am. You know, did you have trouble when you started out saying, okay, I play all these songs by all these people, but who is Adam Tomcat? Who is that guy?
1: Right. Yes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It took a while. It took a long while and (laughs) a lot of like recording myself and listening back to it and being like, why am I, why am I saying it like that? Or why am I singing this song like that? Like, I need to find my own voice and make my own my own way in it. You know, make it my own. Absolutely, man. When you are writing songs, mm.
0: do you hear I know that you're just writing it a voice and a guitar, but is there a point where you're sort of hearing an arrangement in your head? Like this is where the drums kick in, this is the, you know, this is the break and all mm. that?
1: To an extent, yeah. Uh I've never been able to drum or anything <laughs> like that. Like yeah. I have endless ideas in my head when I write something of like, ooh, this would be cool if it sounded like this in the beginning, you know, like, or like some uh, even just like raw cut tracks I have yeah. of songs of mine, like driving around in the car listening to it. I'm like, with my mouth, like makes like steel guitar sounds. like, Yeah. You know, <laughs> like things like that or even guitar solos because I'm straight rhythm. Like, yep, I can't even begin to dabble on doing any kind of lead but I can hear like where it would come in and sure. how it would sound yeah. in my head but
0: you ever thought about trying to put a band together and doing gigs uh, with group
1: yes and no uh I would like to when it comes to uh it's kind of hard to play big venues and big crowds like as a solo yeah. acoustic artist you know yeah and one of those things that I really would like to chase would be like those big crowds you know yeah like, that fires me up like if I'm playing like a a bar or a restaurant, you know, downtown Charleston and like yeah. they're packed out and people are all about it. Like I'm thriving. Well
0: when I think also when I think about and, and I'm I'm gonna say nineties country, mm-hmm. but when I think about that kind of country, when I think about those country musicians, I can't even imagine Alan Jackson in a bar room. Right. I can't imagine can you imagine Garth Brooks on a small stage?
1: Well I can. Because I saw his documentary. Sure. Like his his sure. roots, But, but yeah, if you just think, not anymore. If
0: you just think of like the most iconic moments or the you know the visions of those guys playing tunes, they're playing for a giant group of people. There's oh, yeah. a there's a band behind them just just doing it, and the crowd's going wild, and everybody's getting into it. Mm. So,
1: yeah, man, gotta have a band for that. That's true. It's hard. It's mm. hard to think about, you know. Yeah. Bands are tough in Charleston too. Oh yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. And even I feel like that's kind of anywhere, you know. You got to depend on a lot of people to be sure, dotting their eyes and crossing their T's and showing up on time. And a lot of people that got jobs and kids yep. and
0: and in Charleston, a lot of the time it's other bands and the other other band. And yep, I've heard yeah. that too. Yeah. <laughs> I I started out actually playing in bands. I didn't play kind of singer songwriter. Really? I played in bands in high school and then. In college, and that's back when nobody had a, a real job and nobody had kids. And, no
1: responsibilities.
0: And, I mean, you were playing music, and it didn't matter that you didn't make any money. Yep. But, I mean, you can't ask people in your late 20s, and I'm 40, hey, you want to go up there and not make much money? Yeah. People are gonna be like, how about not? It'll be fun. <laughs> Do you want to care about my songs and make yep. no money? Oh, no? Okay. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, that part's hard, man, but I'd love to, I'd love to see you with a band, man. It was, it was refreshing. Yeah. Maybe one day. We'll see that. Yeah.
1: Excellent. You know?
0: Now, when you think about songs that you haven't written Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or songs that you would want to write a song, you know, to, to, in a certain way, what I'm getting at is, are there songs by other musicians that you say like, oh man. If I could write a song like that, I'd be really doing something.
1: Yes, and um, I tell people about this to this day because it's kind of fresh still. But uh, Scotty McCreary is a uh, an artist. He put out a song. It's called Damn Straight, uh-huh. and it's about – he takes multiple George Strait songs, song titles, okay. and like parts of the song and creates a whole song out of it. And I had that same idea – about three years ago. <laughs> and I found the notebook. I wrote it down. I didn't finish it. It was one of those things where it's like in the notes, you know, yeah. half done. I'll visit it later. And uh, it was literally the same concept. And now I can't even really touch it. I feel like I just oh, yeah, need to copy. Yeah. And you know. Right. Yeah. Any, any song, what are your favorite songs? Ooh, that's Ooh. hard. That's a hard question. It depends on the day, you know, Yeah. or like where I am in my life. Like sometimes I'm, I'm really digging, like, some uppity stuff, you know? And sometimes I'm digging, like, the those sad country songs, you know?
0: I'm all about the sad yeah. songs. Yeah, keep I keep, too. Me I keep too. going back to the sad songs, man. Yeah. When you're happy, you want to hear a sad song. When you're sad, you want to hear a sad song. That's true. It's pretty specific that you want to hear a song that just gets you upbeat. But
1: Yeah, that's yeah. Those, the weekend warrior kind of music, you know? Yeah. Like, what? you got some good vibes going on, and you're just feeling good.
0: What are the songs you keep going back to, though? Like, what's, Mm -hmm. like, if you're, like, you go back, you're like, I can't, that song's been around for as long as I've been around.
1: I would say, for now, uh, I've been playing it out a lot, too, because I I recently rediscovered it. But being around my dad playing music all the time, Uh grown up, uh, one song he would either, like, play on CD or, like, cassette or even just, like, on guitar was uh, George Strait's uh the love bug okay and i i was listening to pandora driving around in my car and it popped up and it played and i was like i know this song <laughs> yeah. you know but i i didn't know i knew it until i heard it because it had been years so i went home looked it up and i'm jamming it now playing it at open mics and all gigs and stuff like that but that's that's a, a, a classic one to me
0: Now, when you listen to music are you an albums guy or a singles guy singles I know country is very singles oriented. Yeah. It's not a lot, especially in the last 30 years oh, yeah. that you can really think of like, sometimes you think you're like, oh, that album had those good singles on it. Yeah. But not a lot of people are writing a, a, through, yeah, we're a through, line, through and you know? Yeah. 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 I was, a lot of time I'm talking to sort of more, less country, more kind of folk or more mm even classic rock, a lot of that is sort of, they call it album oriented. You know right. what I mean? So yeah, it's interesting though. Uh, singles. So when you think about putting out your own songs, yep. you know, this is an EP. D- do you think about an album or do you think about
1: singles? Or uh, I definitely, for, for the purpose behind this one, I definitely think like an album. Like they all have similar tones, similar sounds. Like they all mesh well together. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it it does me a right to put them all out just as once sure. or at once for everyone to just listen to and find one they like, you know? Yeah. Because you may like this song, but you might not like the rest of them. Sure. But there's that one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you never know.
0: Yeah. I always think because now that everything's digital, I mean, are you going to press CDs or is it just going
1: to be digital or? Well, I'm going to do digital, but I'll also probably do maybe like a small batch of hard copies nice. on CD. You know, I got family. I'll I'll send them to, or like even selling them at gigs. Oh yeah, or giving them away. You it know, it always
0: generates a little more money at a gig. Um, one thing that is nice about EPs albums is you do kind of get motivated to have a physical thing. Oh yeah, you know, but at the same time, I put a I haven't put out anything in five years. I made a I made an album, mm-hmm. and then I kind of moved here and hit a dry spell and got busy and did the whole thing where sometimes i feel when people put out singles they start getting the pressure of okay when's the next one yep yeah did you feel that even even the two you you put yes. out yeah. yeah well
1: i when i had put those out like this is how long it's been festering <laughs> like in me like to do this and like get yeah. it done like i was like i i want more like oh yeah even before anyone even said anything it was like i'm doing more i want more it's going to happen i just don't know when y- yeah yeah well putting out a song such a rush man oh yeah
0: it's like you know people are just taking your word for it this whole time you're like oh no i i do this and you'll hear it one day and it'll be and as soon as you as soon as you can actually open your phone and you go into that app that you listen to all the songs you like on and then your song's there too yeah that's a thing man Uh i i i hope everybody can experience a rush that's similar to that uh but yeah, man, also at the same time, people really like your single. And they're like, when's the next single? And
1: they're like, oh, next
0: and after that. Yeah,
1: Like, I remember you had mentioned I was on the music spotlight for Fox 24. Yeah. And that was almost coming up on a year ago. And even then, I was saying, like, I'm putting out an EP soon, you know, like, I'm ready for it, and it's it hasn't been a year yet, but it's it's coming, and I would... I'm hopefully I'm planning on trying to get back on there to help promote this as well and nice kind of get back out there.
0: Nice. I saw you'd done a, a lyric video for yep. your single. you gonna do lyric videos and music videos I'm and gonna, the whole thing. I'm gonna try.
1: You know, I did the a lyric video with iMovie on an iPad. Uh huh. You know, just yeah, just doing it. And after looking at like uh price ranges for like video wise, because I really wanted to do a video. Right. You know, like a professional yeah. one, like make me look as cool as possible, <laughs> you know, like get the music going, everything. Like I'll even like, I have friends that are like, I just want to drink a beer in one of your videos <laughs> and I'm like, done. Yeah, you know? But uh, I think that I'm going to try, and it's been an idea bouncing around in my head a lot and like even talking with the, uh, the video uh, producer for Fox 24, uh-huh. um, he was a super cool, dude. He was telling me like, you know, you really don't need much. For a video, he was like You don't. He was like, Your phone, you yeah. can, if you got an iPhone, they can you can film in 4K, you know. Oh, absolutely. Like 1080p, man. I was like, he's got a good point. You know, like you just gotta just make it right and like take yeah. your time in editing it, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I might try to dabble with that for nice. one of these songs and
0: I'll tell you, man, uh things aren't like they were thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. You can record a song in your house, you can make a video on your phone. It's true. I mean, the ball is in our court now. Oh, yeah. You talked about, um, you know, messing around with distributing through and and like, how do I get my songs on Spotify and all that good stuff? Man, you used to have to have a record label. Oh, yeah. Uh, And getting on a record label and uh, maybe I got to go try to play a place and get discovered. And there's a whole like, man, there's no hoops to jump through anymore other, other than just working. It's true. Yeah, yeah,
1: working, paying your bills, and uh, maybe getting lucky. You know, I mean, you could for put sure. A, you could put a video on TikTok. You oh know? yeah, you never know. Oh yeah, that's kind of what's crazy about it. It is, man.
0: I'm excited to see what you come up with. You were talking about friends drinking. Dr- I want to drink a beer in your video, and I was yeah. I was thinking before like I've done videos of me. Like playing my songs. Yeah. But never like the video of Right. That's you know, of the that's, thing. That's,
1: that's kind of what I want. But man.
0: I've always thought like, man, what would I even like everything sorta has a some sort of concept. Yeah. At the like, what would I do? And then I was thinking about like, if man, in country music, if you have the right song, you got a field, you got a truck, you got yep. people, you got beer, you got a video. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like doing that. Anybody's going to say, "Oh, you're copying off a of so and so." You're like, no, that's just, that's, yeah. that's what we do. That's it's a how you format. Make it. And yeah. as far as people going out in a field and drinking beer and sitting in their truck and enjoying music, that's a, that's a,
1: that's everybody. That's a thing that happens
0: <laughs> in real life. You know, it's true.
1: Yeah,
0: awesome, man. Uh, yeah. Why don't you play something else that's going to be on the record? Sure.
1: Um, so this song, uh, I'm still working on getting this one cut. This is one of those weird. your timed metronome kind of deals. But I wrote this song uh, based on just kind of how, like people go down different paths in life, you know. Uh, It's happened to me where you don't really, you wind up where you didn't think you would, Mm. you know, but things all kind of fall into place and you end up where you're supposed to be. Um, And I wrote it. uh, I'm a religious guy, you know, I'm a Christian man and i'm very blessed in my life and i feel like this is kind of like my my thank you for being so lucky and just blessed you know so I, it's called i thank god and uh it's a it's a good tune you know all right man let's hear it all right
2: One day you're out on the road and your car breaks down and it's gotta get towed. So you gotta figure out your which guitar gets sold You got a few bucks in the bank and a quarter tank left in that tank And now you're showing up, you're late for work When the work is dry you got bills to pay Even if you wish it went some other way. Yeah, thank God for every curve and twist, every little map die that I missed. Cause I wouldn't have been on a road. Yeah, I'm traveling on. Yeah, I thank God for every girl I kissed that it didn't work out. If it did, I wouldn't have found the arms of a woman that loved me like you. I guess it's part of a bigger plan. That you and me, we wouldn't understand. So I thank God. Yeah, I thank God. Think back when you was a kid And all your friends went out And you wished you did Until you found out they spent the whole night in jail You might not get what you want But get a little left over from what you need And if you keep your faith strong Maybe then you'll see That even when it rains on your parade Even if you wish it was some other day. Yeah, I thank God for every curve and twist, every little map dot that I made, because I wouldn't have been on a road. Yeah, I'm traveling on Yeah, I thank God for every curve and twist, every little map dot that I made, because I wouldn't have been on a road. Yeah, I'm traveling Guess it's part of a bigger plan. That you and me we wouldn't understand. So I think I think I To the ones we lost along the way Yeah, I know they're in a better place They're waiting to greet us at those pearly gates So I thank God for every curve and twist Every little map dot that I missed Cause I wouldn't have been on the road Yeah, I'm traveling I thank God for every girl I kissed That it didn't work out If it did, I wouldn't have found the arms Of a woman that loved me like you do I guess it's part of a bigger plan You and me, we wouldn't understand Every day it makes me a better man I think I. Yeah, I think I.
0: Very nice, man. Thank you. That's a good one. So how do you juggle playing music and being a firefighter?
1: This is a question that has been asked a lot and it's really not easy. Yeah. I've missed a lot of uh very good opportunities because of my work, like sure. music-wise, whether it be gigs or you know meeting up with uh other songwriters kind of doing stuff, but um it's it's a lot and I'm I'm still to this day, I've said it a year ago, and I'll say it today, I'm still figuring it out. Um, I bought a calendar, <laughs> like a paper calendar, yeah, yeah. like about a month ago, just trying to organize stuff because I'm, I'm the most unorganized <laughs> when it comes to like planning, or anything like that, and it shows because I bought that calendar a month ago and I still haven't written in it. Um, but I, when I'm at work, uh, I do, I go and I do my job. But when I have downtime and I'm able to, I'll, I'll pick up my guitar, you know, work on some stuff like, uh, I brought out a metronome before practicing, Uh you know, getting down to a click track kind of deal. Sure. Or I've, I've written songs at the fire station before. And, uh, it's, you said it's like 24 hour shifts, right? Yeah. 24 hours on and then 48 hours off. Okay. And, uh, occasionally we get what's called a forced day. Okay. Which means if someone calls out and it's your fourth day, you get yeah, you you just can't plan anything that day. Yeah, is what you're saying. Today yeah. was one of those days, and I, I risked it, <laughs> and I got lucky. You know, I was I was hoping I wouldn't have to message you at six thirty in the morning and be like, yeah, you know, I can't come in. I oh, it would have been, you know, it would have been
0: fine. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it sort of sort of sw- if it's kind of one on two off, it sort of swing shifts you a little bit. Yeah, where you can be like, okay. I can do next Friday, but not next Saturday. But then I can do the next Saturday. Correct. Y- yeah, I yeah. got gotcha, you, man. Yeah,
1: like I've had uh, people ask me if I could do like an open mic night, like host one. You know? And yeah. I can't commit to it. Like every other yeah. week sometimes. Yeah, yeah I, can do it, I can do it two weeks and then not one week and then two weeks and then not one week. <laughs> yeah. Every other week and sometimes not. Yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's always different. And uh, I feel like with work, uh, music has definitely given me like a, a good outlet. Sure. You know? Whether just being creative and having a hobby outside of it to kind of get your mind off things and just get away, you know?
0: Yeah, firefighting is definitely a profession where your best days are great days and your worst days are terrible days. Very true. There And there's, there's in between, it seems, mm. but my worst day screening porches is not near your worst day fighting fires and right. and helping out the public. How do, What do the fellas think about your music playing?
1: Oh, they're super, super supportive and super cool about it. Uh, I have people come out pretty pretty consistently to gigs, you know? Yeah. Or like playing my song, like my single, that's how they play that a lot. Whether it be like in the truck driving around or like we're out like tailgating at a concert, they'll plug your phone in and play that song. Oh, right and on, they, man. You know, they love it and they're super supportive and I'm very grateful for that because it's nice to have a a good little home support system crowd you know for sure man
0: well it's great great having you over here yeah. and talking about your music man I, I'm, for I'm looking me. forward to hearing the EP looking forward to seeing everything you're doing in the future hope to see a Adam Tomcat tour
1: headed up to that's Cleveland it. and that's it you're coming with me alright man count yeah. me in I'll keep a beer ice cold for you we'll, <laughs> we'll crack some we'll shotgun a couple you know it'll yeah. be a good time that sounds good man thank you for coming out absolutely thank you for having me
0: well I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Adam Tomcat looking to hear more from him the EP he's putting out I'll be sure to post more about it on our Facebook page Songs of the Unsung also songsoftheunsung.com we're on Instagram and YouTube as well
2: thank you so much